My problem is that I I could do it, but I would be so scared that it was too slippery and I would mm-hmm. drop it. Yeah, and it would just pop, pop out and be like <laughs> boing, boing, boing across the floor. Um... <laughs> Hello and welcome to Our The Hundred Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey, I'm a 27-year-old actor and artist. I like brooding anti-heroes, feminist agendas, and I remember way too many details that no one else cares about. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere, and our fun fact for this episode is, what's your favorite kind of ice cream? Because <laughs> Jasper eats some ice cream this episode, which is great for him, although he is sitting right outside of a gelato place, so I'm wondering it's probably gelato, but... Whatever. <laughs> I like classic cookies and cream. I also really like a classic vanilla, to be honest. And then I also love cookie dough. I would say that those are my favorites and, um, like, birthday cake. But I really like ones that are, like, vanilla-based, I mm. feel like. Mostly it's, like, vanilla and I put stuff in it. Same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my name is Samantha Coley. I am a 29-year-old news editor at Collider. I like over 40s OTPs and making playlists. I'm on Twitter at Sam Casey's, where you can find me yelling about television and fangirling middle-aged actresses. Uh, and my favorite ice cream follows Robin's pretty similarly. Um, I I think cookie dough is probably mm-hmm. my number one. Uh, and then cake batter. Yeah. Um, I really like getting, when we go to like Cold Stone or Marble Slab mm-hmm. or something like that, uh, I'd like getting cake batter with strawberries and Oreos. Mm-hmm. It's really oh yeah, good. And uh, yeah, we uh, Robin and I have this thing that we call a rama cookie. Yes, which is where we put cookie dough into a ramekin. Just pull Pillsbury cookie Just, dough like, that we bought from the right store. out of the package from the store, and we put it in the microwave for thirty seconds, and it makes like a half formed cookie mm-hmm. in this ramekin, and then we top it with vanilla ice cream. And I think that is my current favorite ice cream. Yeah. If that counts, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, it stemmed from something that I used to get at Boston Pizza, which was called the Panuki, which was a pan cookie. Mm-hmm. And then eventually we were like, wait, we could just do this. <laughs> it takes so much work to have to like make the cookies and put them in a pan and freaking uh, preheat the oven. Oh, like yeah. that takes oh. too long. I just want to put it in the microwave. So it was honestly one of our best inventions and I recommend it. I do, I do as well. Okay. okay. Today we have words to say about episode 316 of The 100, Perverse Instantiation Part 2. This episode will contain spoilers for all seven seasons of The 100, somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, also, a disclaimer for this episode that I am sick. I don't have COVID. I tested twice, and I tested negative both times. Um, I'm going to try and cut out as many coughs as I can, but if you catch some sniffles, sorry. <laughs> so this uh, is entitled Perverse Instantiation Part 2 because um, it is the second part of the fin- finale, which was the um, whole Part 2 thing. Um, and then Perverse Instantiation, which they talk about in the episode. I grabbed a couple of points that I found on off of the 100 wiki before we get started. It said, in Nevermind, which was in season six, I'm pretty, yeah, season six, it is revealed that Clark retains a neural mesh from taking the chip to enter the City of Light, which protects her from a mind wipe. In contrast, Raven and Abby have both lost theirs due to EMP removing their chip as confirmed in the Blood of Sanctum. Mm-hmm. So that was like a whole thing that they brought back. And then in season seven, so spoilers for season seven, <laughs> the disciples are shown to believe that Clark still retains the flame in her head following the events of this episode, possibly because the last memory they saw of Octavius was Allie's destruction at Clark's hands. Okay, so they brought it back a couple times. That's pretty cool. I like that. I like when they bring stuff back. Yeah. Uh, since it's a finale, we are covering it chronologically, and I did the first half here. 
All right. Usually this is when we would say here are the, the things to remind you what the episode is. Uh, it's a finale. I'm sure you remember what happened. <laughs> so Clark takes the chip out of Abby with the EMP and the EMP that like the mechanism sort of thing that Raven had had made even has a way to like pull out the gross goo and everything. Like, yeah. damn, she really she thought it. She thought through. it through, which was great. So Abby wakes up and immediately starts crying because she was semi-awake for what was happening and she obviously feels bad you know she saw it from her own eyes the terrible things that she was forced to do she's like simultaneously devastated by what she had to do Mm -hmm. and then also probably in an intense amount of pain yeah oh um, yeah no kidding being like tortured and probably in shock from like getting all of it back at the same time yeah yeah it's a lot so Clark immediately says, it's okay. She knows that it, like, she knows that it wasn't Abby. It's all, it's yeah. okay. So she says, it's okay. We need your help. So that's when Bellamy, Murphy, and Pike walk in. Bellamy immediately threatens Abby because they were going to use the EMP on Ontari. So he has no reason to think that Abby still isn't chipped. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, nah, she's cool. She's with us. <laughs> um, and so Murphy, of course, is like, without, I thought we were using it on Ontari. And she's like, we can't use she's it like, on Ontari. Bestie, I told you her brain is gone. <laughs> she's like, that would be such a waste of of the one resource we have. We're not doing that. She's gone. So they say that they have secured the floor and that they have tied up Jaha and everyone else who was there in one of the bedrooms. As for everybody else, the elevator and the ladder that goes up inside are both collapsed. So we should be okay Mm -hmm. there. (laughs) Murphy, of course, as from last episode, is worried about trying to get down because he's- Because he's the only one thinking. He's a smart guy, always thinking ahead. And if I remember, the beginning of season four, they're just down, right? Yeah, they are. They're just down. They're just down, like they don't tell us how- Yeah, it begins on the ground. Right. Yeah. Okay, so the writers were like, all right, now that we're here for season four, uh, we gotta figure out the one problem that we left last season that said that was a future us problem. The thing is, they also are able to go up and down quickly. Yeah. Also, in season four. Yeah. Because Octavia's up there and she does, like, that cool, like, blade move. Oh, yeah. And uh, they they go up and down quickly because they have to heal Rowan. So I assume that they somehow repaired the elevator would be my guess, then. They blew it up. I know, but what else? I don't know. It's Riverdale. It's Riverdale. (laughs) So Clark says, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do an ascension ceremony to put it in her own head. And Bellamy says, Clark, can I just pull you over here for a second? Are you stupid? Uh, (laughs) Everyone's like, um, what? Yeah. You saw what happened. Like, you'd literally be dead in seconds. The same thing happened to Emerson. And she's just like, I'm not dumb, Bellamy. So Pike realizes that Clark wants to do a blood transfusion with Ontari or like whatever they did in Mount Weather. Yeah. Which I assume, which they sort of make it seem like that's different than a transfusion. It's... Whatever Veronica did on Riverdale, Riverdale with her, like, poison blood. Yeah. It's basically, like, Ontari is a dialysis machine yeah. for Clark or something. Yeah, I don't know enough about medicine. I don't either. <laughs> to, like, know what the difference between a transfusion and what this is. Um, if you do, please tell us. Yeah, I know that Katie's listening to this and she probably knows, so that'd be great <laughs> if you'd let us know. And we'll talk about it on the first episode of season two. So Abby says, no, that's stupid. That's too dangerous. <laughs> and they're like, well, there's not really much else we can do. So that's kind of our only option. I mean, like, it is stupid and dangerous, yeah. though. <laughs> and so Octavia shows up and she says, hey, uh, I got bad news. We kind of need to hurry it up because they're uh, climbing the, they're scaling the side <laughs> of the building. And then it looks so goofy. And then Kane's like, <laughs> They look outside and they see people climbing up. And Kane is just, like, outside hanging out now, having been saved by Indra. Like, yeah. he literally got saved by Indra and was like, hmm, now that you have done a very nice thing for me, I'm going to put you on the cross, and that's what you get for helping me. 
Um, so they're like, okay, well, let's, let's get going then. Back in Arcadia, Jasper is dragging Harper around by her hair. And Jasper says, you need to pick Raven's machine or, or Harper. And Harper, who's very brave, says you should choose the machine. Jasper knocks her down. Mm-hmm. Monty tells Raven to keep him talking because he's going to go around and do the thing that he's about to do. A lot of fight scenes this one. Yeah. So Raven says, please don't hurt Harper. And Jasper says that he won't if she opens the door. And they're like, okay, but if we open the door, then we also get chipped. So all of these, like, he's like, your chances of getting to the kill switch are less than 2%. I put in even more security and I will know the moment you try and get anywhere near it. Seriously, you're going to let Harper die for less than 2% chance. But then Monty came around the other way, shoots Jasper in the leg. Harper knocks him out. They tie him up. Harper says she's okay. It's a good plan. A great plan. It's honestly, it's a really, um, it's a good scene yeah. uh, that sort of feels like, okay, we got something from last episodes of just like being ground into the yeah. floor of all the oh, trash great. garbage Finally stuff that was happening. It kind of felt like something good was happening there. We were making ground on something. Yeah, that's how I also feel about like the, the Abby scene too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so we see Clark on the throne. Um, Abby inserts the needle for the transfusion or whatever it, it's called. I don't like seeing needles go in. I don't like it. <laughs> I know every time I see a needle go in on a TV show, I'm just like, we get it, you're gritty. It doesn't bother me because I give blood all the time. Yeah. So like I watch it go into my own arm. Oh, no. And when I get um my vaccinations, I'm just like, okay, just don't don't even tell me when you're going to do it. I don't want to know. <laughs> um, so uh, Pike and everybody say that they greased the balcony so that when they, uh, the people who are climbing touch it, they'll just fall. So they're talking about the balcony that's like in the throne room. So basically yeah. they, they've inserted this line so that so none that of us no are like, is like, hey, how, how come they can't come in through the out there? How come nobody is entering through literally this open spot? Yeah, we're just lucky that Kane and Jackson and Emory and the other people that we care about chose the right side or else they would just be like, Wee! Oh, no, I think it's, fu- I think it, it's, I think that what actually happened is there were people climbing up ahead of them and, um, they, they just go, whoop, whoop, and they're like, oh, shit, oh well, I guess we that. should just go in here and then yeah. climb up the next floor. <laughs> either that, either that, or, um, like, instead of entering right underneath them, they just go, oh, no, and then they just do, like, a little scoot over to the next windows <laughs> yeah. and then keep climbing up. Exactly. This is a, a high-rise building in, in what was a city yeah. at one point. There's a stairwell somewhere in that right. building. yeah. There's a fire escape stairwell in that building that we're all just ignoring. Yeah. They think the only way up is the elevator shaft. No, that's a good, that's a, that's a great point. Where are the stairs? And it, no, I that's be- how they got up and down. Yeah. They're <laughs> like, oh, was this, was this here the, the whole, whole time? time? I would believe it if they had like at any point been like, welcome to the Polis Tower. Unfortunately, we have to take this or this because the stairwell was blown up during bomb things or something. <laughs> like, I don't know, but whatever. Bomb things. So uh, Bellamy says to cover every window and floor with like the grease, I guess, except in the commander's chamber because that's where they're going to start fighting them. Mm-hmm. Brian's going to go too, even though he's injured and Bellamy like comforts him, which is really nice. And Bellamy tells Octavia to be careful and she's like, whatever. <laughs> so Clark says that she's ready. Uh, they turn on the machine and Antari's black blood starts going into Clark. Mm-hmm. Bellamy jokes about when he was like bloodletted in Mount Weather and she smiles and Clark seems like she's really confident that it's going to work. And then Abby's like, what if it doesn't? And Murphy's like, mm, she'll die. But also <laughs> if she doesn't try, we all die. So, thanks, Clark. And then I was like, well, garbage man is correct. Yeah. Promote him to garbage boss. Exactly. So, Murphy says that he's going to put the flame in now. Abby's obviously worried about it. Clark says it's okay. And she holds hands with Bellamy. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. 
And uh, Murphy says the pass fades. It goes into her neck and she passes out. Uh, Abby says that her heart's going too fast and to like get it out. And Murphy's like, no, uh, <laughs> then it's all for nothing. Abby gets mad at Murphy, but then Clark wakes up, says it's fine. And if I were them, I know that they don't have very much time, but I probably would have waited a little bit longer for like the black blood to get like all over her I body. Know, right? They just, it's, it's like two drops in there and they're like, yeah. all right, stick it in. And yeah. you're like, um, like, it's definitely not reached her brainstem yet. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, does it have to get to her heart? Does she have to get to her brain? Like how, how far does it have to get? Because you guys aren't waiting long enough. They're like, this is television. Carry on. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm like, you could have cut away to another thing yeah. and then come back and would have been like, oh, okay. Yeah. So Clark says she's not in pain and she realizes that the solution is for her to also take the chip and everyone's like, uh, what? <laughs> That's kind of the thing that we've tried every to not single, do this Every time. single thing Clark says in this episode, somebody's like, huh? Huh? Yeah. What? You don't mean that, do you? Oh, okay, sure. I guess. Uh, so then they're like, okay, but then you're, like, literally giving her the flame and she'll know that you're in there as soon as someone sees you. And Abby says, if you die in there, then you're gonna, like, die for real. So that seems like a really bad idea. Clark says, no, the flame will protect me. She just somehow knows this. Mm -hmm. And Bellamy says, I believe you. He grabs the chip. Abby asks if she knows what she's looking for. And Clark's like, I'll figure it out. (laughs) If I was Abby, I'd be like, I am already not confident in this plan and you're really (laughs) not helping. But okay. So they do the maybe meet again and she says, we will. And ah, the Griffins. It's very good. The Griffins. And Bellamy promises to keep her body safe while she's in there. Which is nice. Welcome, welcome to downtown Vancouver. (laughs) Do I ever, did I ever find so many little things in here that I'm like, why is this in the city of light? This is a finale. Could you guys not have done a little bit more, like, editing out of some stuff or whatever? I'm just like, I don't need to see a Canada Post mailbox in the background, you guys. (laughs) The City of Light has Canada Post? No. What's happening here? No. Yeah. Really? Yes. There's so much in here. Okay, okay, I have it all written down. I know that the CW's budget, like, is a dollar. Yeah. But, Also, who's driving all of these cars? Because I understand that we have the rover and everything, but, like, grounders don't know how to drive cars, do they? No. So, who's driving all these cars? No. Anyway, I don't know. So, last time uh, we covered this, I didn't live here. And so now, now that I live here and have been to these places so many times, I can, like, point things out, which is fun. So, there are people everywhere and they can't see her. She thinks this creepy dude is following her, but he's actually just hanging out. Um, (laughs) You can also see the rogue kitchen in the back. So, there's a full (laughs) restaurant back there. Uh And there's straight up, she walks up and there's straight up says Burrard Street. (laughs) Guys, come on, you're not gonna... The, the street signs? <laughs> so she sees Jasper with the ice cream and he sits on that little red bench that I like sitting on whenever we're over there. Yeah. And, you know, one time we once got gelato we and sat the there for funds. Yeah. And you can see the, the gelato sign in the background. Uh-huh. And also a winner's sign. Because there's winners at in the City of Life. No. And a big sign that says West Cordova Street. <laughs> and also you can see that a Scotiabank is operational in the... <laughs> <laughs> in the city of light. No! So she hears someone whisper her name and she sees the green infinity symbol on the walk sign and then stop, which is a really creative way to get her. Like I thought yeah. that one was my favorite of the different ones that it was mm-hmm. like telling her exactly when to stop, which was cool. There's also a full Vancouver transit sign that says Robson and a bunch of other street names on it, as well as West <laughs> Pender street. <laughs> Anyway, so then she sees the infinity hair, she follows, and that's what's happening in the City of Light so far. It gets worse. Oh my god. Yeah, I... 
I didn't clock all of that, but I thought it was so funny how when this aired, I was like, oh, this is so cool. They're like using the city and like uh, it's an actual city now. And like, I thought it was cool at the time. And it like, in theory, it is. Yeah. In practice now, I'm just like, I live here and that looks goofy. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> I've been there so many times and that's, I mean, you know what? It was the perfect place to have a The 100 Con. It was a yeah, perfect for place sure. to have. It was like right there. And, um, you know, you could go to the places, like, they yeah. were right there, which is really cool. And I can imagine the people who came from far and wide coming here and seeing all those places was really cool. As someone who lives here, I'm just like, yeah. Like, seeing, at, at the time, I was like, this is so cool. And, yeah. like, just, just re-watching it, like, today before we recorded, I was just like, okay. This is Vancouver. <laughs> I know the parking garage you're in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, public parking, it is there. That is, it's still there. So, the people are continuing to climb. Um, Miller's still worried about Brian, because Brian got injured last episode, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Pike says that his wound is already infected, so that's not great. Brian says that he's sorry to Pike about betraying him and going to the other side, I assume. Mm-hmm. I'm not sorry, because Pike was on the bad side. <laughs> Pike says it's fine, it was a different war, and then he tells Miller to take Brian to Abby, um, which was not a great idea, because Octavia is here, and you asked him to leave you with Octavia, yeah. which wasn't very smart. Well, I think that he does that on purpose, though. I think it's intentional, because doesn't he try to talk to her also? Oh, good question. Oh, you're right. He does sort of, like, is just like, we should stand together now. Yeah. But, I, you know, for the type of risk it is to leave himself alone with Octavia, you'd think that he I had a couple more I don't think he takes things. her seriously. He doesn't think, oh, I see, you don't think that... He doesn't yeah, seriously he, think that she's a threat. Right. Okay, no, that's a good point. That's a good point that he's just like, what, you were trained I by... I don't think he's seen crowders. her fight at all. Yeah, that's true, that's true, that's a good point. So Brian says that he doesn't want Pike to fight alone, and Octavia's like, he's not, and she's sort of sharpening her sword, which is freaking ominous. This is a threat. And I respect her. Yeah. That. So Briller leaves, and Pike tells Octavia that they should stand together, and Octavia says, okay, sure, yeah, now you feel that way, you mm-hmm. know, after mm-hmm. you've, like, killed a bunch of people, got it. People start getting to the top, and wow, sure is lucky that they just have ladders on every floor, on the outside. Yeah. But okay. So Pike says, this is fine, it's a small wave, and reminder that Bellamy doesn't want anybody to get killed, so we should just take them down and tie them up. Octavia, you know, thinks about it for a second and decides to slash Pike's leg so that he'll get attacked. So I guess her plan is for her to, like, run out of that, you know, just let the grounders kill Pike. Mm-hmm. And then be like, Bellamy, they killed Pike already! Oh no! <laughs> I, like, I assume... Probably, yeah. So that she doesn't get in trouble with anybody? So I, mean, Be- I don't think she's thinking about, like, not getting in trouble. I think she's just thinking about easy ways to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So Bellamy sees Brian and Miller in the hallway, and he's like, what the heck, you left Octavia with Pike? And Miller kind of just nods and is like, yeah, my boyfriend's sick. Miller's Obviously. Like, That's not my responsibility. Yeah. Like, so Bellamy, calm down. <laughs> Bellamy goes to help Pike, and Octavia's like, no, don't help him. Bellamy has to go against his better judgment, kills two of them, and then Pike breaks one's neck, as far as I can tell. Pike then starts complaining about Octavia, which is fair. <laughs> More people start to come in so that they have to run. Pike is like, well, I don't want to have to give up the room, but Bellamy says it's too late. Yeah. Uh, they're in the room. That's that's all we can do now. Mm-hmm. And also Amori and Kane are here now. So they close the doors and they make a barricade and Pike's like, she needs to get herself under control. If I was Octavia, I would just try and kill him again there because like, Honestly. don't freaking patronize me. Ugh. Ugh. Annoying. Bellamy's like, Octavia, I get it, but your need for revenge is putting you on the wrong side. Mm-hmm. Just like I was. Ugh. Or whatever. Like, you... That's not how you... <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah. So, the chipped are trying to break down the door. Octavia goes to get more stuff to barricade. Pike sort of tourniquets his own leg. 
Mm-hmm. And Pike is like, hey, um, I heard you just say that my side was the wrong side, and I just want to tell you that it wasn't the wrong side, because we were right to kill those grounders. Just so you know, um, I was doing the right thing. Yeah. Everybody on this show, I was right. I just want to say that I still stand by um, the genocide that I did. And then sometimes people will be like, uh, I regret what I did. And people are like, no, it was correct. No, you were right. You were stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, because if they were still there... When Lexa died, they would have come and attacked us, which I don't think no, is true. They wouldn't have because okay, the sky, sky people didn't kill Lexa. So Bellamy, good for him, is like I was so brainwashed by you, and I don't necessarily know what to believe, but I know that I do have to live with what I did. Which like isn't Bellamy saying that he was wrong, but it also wasn't Bellamy saying he was right. Yeah, he's like so okay. Yeah. It's very neutral. Yeah. So Antari starts convulsing and blood starts coming from Clark's nose. Red blood, I think? I think it's black blood. It is black blood. Okay, yeah. I was like, because if it's red blood, then it hasn't gotten to her brain yet and we have more problems. No, I'm pretty anyway. sure it's, it's black blood. So Clark starts falling down in the City of Light because she's losing, she doesn't have enough of that black blood. I think it might be red in the City of Light, question Oh, mark? I think it is. It is in it's the It's red in, in the, the City, city of, light, of Light, but it's black in yeah. reality. So, back in Arcadia, Raven sees that Clark is in the City of Light, and the people start seeing her as soon as Raven says it, like the people inside the City of Light. Mm-hmm. And I know that Raven is like, oh, it doesn't matter, I can say it out loud, even though Allie can hear us, because Allie already knows, right? Mm-hmm. Which is fine. But did she? Because it happened right as Raven said that. I mean, I think... The indicator that Allie knows is Clark's nosebleed. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And so I think that she did know. So uh, Murphy notices Antari having problems and calls over uh, Abby. Abby's like, she's crashing, so she needs to pump her heart with some, like, CPR, basically. Clark is still inside getting Mm -hmm. chased, um, and you can literally see the pinnacle sign where the Unity Day, where Unity Days always was. (laughs) And the Canada Post mailbox. (laughs) And so basically she's not getting enough night blood and her body has started rejecting the flame because she doesn't have the right blood. Correct. So she heads over to Oceanic Plaza. Mm -hmm. I know that that's just what the spot is called. Yes. But I still have to maintain that it's a Lost reference because Oceanic is a really important word in Lost. Okay. The the 100 did not do it on purpose because clearly nothing that they do is on purpose. Mm -hmm. But it is for you. The universe did it for you. I feel like because I looked it up today, I just sort of like looked up Oceanic Plaza to to see like what even is that for? It's just like a bunch of stairs. So I'm like, what's going on there? Yeah. Yeah, it's like just a bunch of businesses there. But it had a whole list of different mostly CW shows and movies that filmed on Oceanic Plaza. And a lot of them went and changed the name of the plaza or took away the the sign that says what the name of the plaza is. So in my mind, I want to say they left for myself that they left it there on purpose thinking, oh, this can be a reference. I'm just saying. <laughs> so Clark can't even get up the stairs. She's having a hard time breathing. Um, Abby tells Murphy to start pumping the heart because Clark will die if the blood stops pumping. Back in Arcadia, Harper's like, wait, what the heck? Clark took the chip and Raven's like, I guess? Uh, looks like it. It looks like Allie is sending if my everyone. my data is correct. <laughs> yeah. Um, according to my calculations. <laughs> so Allie must be sending everyone she's got to try and find her like she's a virus. Mm-hmm. We see Clark fall and they say she wouldn't have done that if she could control her so Clark must be running a different program. Clark gets kicked down the stairs. Monty asks if she put the flame in her head but he's like whispering and Jasper's like you don't have to do that because we already know that Clark has both chips going at once. Yeah. And now we can start updating to version 2. So basically in this case Allie confirms something to them that they yeah. don't know. Yeah. Right. 
Like, not that they can really do much right now. Do much now. about it, yeah. So then Monty asks what that means, and they realize that that means that Allie will be able to delete her own kill switch, so we have to find the kill switch first. It's a race against time. It's a race. And that's part one. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Man, zoom in. There's um, so many fight scenes. Yeah, it's mostly just, it's a lot of fighting. And then it, if it's not, then it's just like info dumps of things that can really be summed up in a couple of sentences, you know? Mm-hmm. So before we go into part two, I'll talk to you about Patreon real quick. Uh, it is a service in which you can donate to some of your favorite creators. Uh, our Patreon is patreon.com slash theaficionados. We've got some pretty cool perks that you can get if you join. At the $1 a month level, you get early access to every single podcast. Uh, this one comes out a whole week in advance. $2 is our Discord server where I actually post stuff even earlier than on Patreon. I just post <laughs> it whenever I'm done and whenever I post it. Yeah. Uh, whenever I uh, schedule it on SoundCloud. $5 is 10% off uh, at a bunch of different small businesses, including mine, Brittany, and um, our lost co-host Casey's. So uh, 10% off of all three of those places. Um, and the $10 level is our Patreon-only podcast uh, called OK Love You High, where we talk for about 45 minutes every uh, every two weeks about whatever we feel like. Yeah, we just did one about Mario Kart. About Mario Kart. Yeah. It's good stuff. And sometimes we tell little stories about our lives. We have a thing called This Week in Van Fam where we tell you about what we've been up to and... Um, yeah, people seem to like it. So we yeah. really appreciate it if you guys wanted to join our Patreon. If not, check out our small businesses. That's another way that you can support us and also get something pretty cool out of it. And if not, just recommend us to a friend. That is free um, and it does truly help a lot. So we really appreciate it. Thank you. If you like podcasts that are like basically sitting on the couch with your friends talking, mm. um, that's what our Oakley is. Yeah. And you should check it out. Truly. So Clark is, uh, I did the second half. <laughs> yes. By the way. For Obviously. what reason? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Clark is, like, getting her ass beat on these stairs uh, by all these drones, and then Lexa comes in to save her, and she just, like, dives over all these people and whips out her commander swords. And, and Clark's and, like, like, what? It's like, it's a It's a big hero moment yeah. uh, that I'm, I wish that they hadn't spoiled it, mm. because um, at the time set pictures had come out from mm. from this and so people knew Lexa was coming back yeah and I wish that I had gone in like not knowing at all because mm-hmm. that would have been amazing yeah I love all of the um gorgeous uh cosplays that people would do at unity days and mm-hmm. then just like walk down the street and take pictures yeah oh top-notch stuff our friend gray did um did Lexa like every year yeah and they looked incredible I know uh, every single time I saw them I was like now that's Lexa <laughs> is Alicia here it's like wait a minute yeah uh, so, so Lexa shows up and she like kills everybody for Clark and it's like a big hero moment and they share a tender reunion and then Lark, Lark, Lexa. That, no, that's their actual ship yeah. name. Lexa says that their fight is not over and they have to like book it before a more Valley's drones show And up. I think they stop in like what looks like Cole Harbor, I think. I'm pretty sure. Uh, other people know exactly where yeah. those steps are too. I'm pretty sure Emily's been there. Mm-hmm. Um, Our roommate. Yeah. And... But there's a lot of steps like that in Cole Harbor. Yeah. And they were already down by Cole Harbor anyway, sure. so I assume that's where they are. Um, and then, so on another set of stairs, Clark and Lexa, like, get a moment to catch up together. Clark's like, I th- never thought I'd see you again. And Lexa's like, I knew I'd see you again. Time passes very rapidly all of a sudden, uh, and then Clark goes into, like, cardiac arrest yeah. or something. Um, I really love the moment where she says, I know my, I told you my spirit would choose wisely, and you realize that, like, her spirit chose Clark! I know! Ah, romance! <laughs> love it. That's some, like, soulmate sh- Yes, yes. Yeah. And so she's not getting enough of Antari's blood, so it's a, like, a cut 
between the scenes of yes. Abby cracking the chest open, which we talked about a little already. And so <laughs> she has to go in and, like, pump the heart. And then she's like, okay, I have to go keep staring at Clark. Um, Murphy, you do it. No. <laughs> uh, it was a really weird choice, um, but I like the scene and I like the shot. And I like having these two team up because they're uh-huh. so weird. They're just, like, little gremlin people who, and it's funny to me. I would immediately vomit. Like, I, I, Murphy (laughs) is um, made of stronger stuff than me. And also, like, him actually, like, physically pumping. And he's pumping it for so long, my hand would Uh get tired. Like, does he at one point ever, like, switch hands? Like, I don't don't think so. He's only on one bloody hand again. My problem is that I I could do it, but I would be so scared that it was too slippery and I would mm-hmm. drop it. Yeah, and it would just bloop, pop out and be like, <laughs> yeah. boing, boing, boing across the floor. Um, on the 100 Wiki, there was a, like, a blooper here, like a goof, um, yeah. that I, once again, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know how much this, I assume this I'm is not the true, scientist. but yeah. Uh, it says, Abby slices Antari's chest open and immediately starts squeezing the heart, which would be impossible without sawing through the sternum first. <laughs> However, there appears to be a chest spreader, and there was a short moment where the camera moved to Clark, during which time Abby may have been able to apply the spreader off screen. Yeah. Who knows? But people who know more about medicine, oh, sure. I'm sure this all is uh, an abomination. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> back in the City of Light, Clark starts to come back, and uh, she and Lexa kiss. Ooh. And so sweet. And then, because Allie is trying to hack the flame, uh, her drones can see them now, but Becca's also giving them clues, so it's a very, like, race against the clock situation. Mm -hmm. Clark's watch is suddenly working, and then there's a little girl that goes by with an infinity symbol on her bike. Yeah. Then, outside, (laughs) it's a lot of back and forth. It really is, yeah. And, um, it's like, you know, she keeps thanking Becca, and that's because we know that Becca is in the flame. I mean, we're about to see her, obviously, but, like, because, you know they've been like the all the previous commanders are here mm-hmm. i kind of wish and we sort of like got this a little bit talking about like shade Hedda and crap in the, yeah. in the back or whatever but um i wish we had kind of like seen more of like the it's, other commanders that were in there i know that's too much canon for them to be giving us at once well but. it's the problem is that they went off and tried to do like other kinds of canon mm. the the problem is that the show tried had so many good ideas but it only ever explored all of them like terribly mm. and didn't it crammed so much in all at once and so none of these really cool ideas like the flame and all the commanders being in there ever got to like actually be explored mm-hmm. in a way that was satisfying for the audience because they had to spend some other time like exploring the lore of these seven planets out here right. that all are connected by a mystical time ball. From- I'm sorry, I only care about one planet. Like we were on the planet, you had you had the content, you yeah. had the content, you had the world to explore, and you were like, no more, no, I need more, make it bigger, make big, yeah. Anyway, outside, Kane leads a group of alley zombies in to, like, try and get into the throne room. And Octavia's like, hey, goofballs, um, come stand in this weird, ominous, dripping water. Yeah. I don't know how it got here or how we have running water in this tower, so but weird. I have enough to fill this floor full of cracks. Yeah. Sure. I, I love that Kane is standing, like, while they're trying to, like, get through the barricade, Kane is just, like, standing like, there supervising. Oh, yeah. Well, he's just standing there supervising. He's like, yes, keep hitting it. And, and they're he's using, like, like, yes, good, good. And they're using, like, like what I assume was the tub that Titus died in. <laughs> oh no! Like, all right, guys. Okie dokie. Yeah. 
Yeah, so then they come stand in a in like ankle deep water, and Octavia's like, "Do it now!" And they throw a bunch of shock batons in there, mm-hmm. and I'm frankly, how did they these people not die? Yeah, and I don't I know, know. I don't know how the science worked, but I'm pretty sure if you toss a toaster into your bathtub, you're gone. Yeah, I wonder if. I'm fully making this up because I want, like, again, once again, I don't know the science, uh-huh. but I'm like, I wonder if, like, since it was so many people that, like, there's only a certain amount of shock and if it was one person, that person would fully be toast, but because there's multiple, then maybe it was spread across. I don't know. And, like, there's, like, the fact that they're wearing clothes maybe yeah. does something. I don't know. But maybe it was their very- shoes. I don't know, but was very odd. They always tell you not to swim when there's a thunderstorm. So right. Like, yeah, I um, I know that we're immediately going to learn that this isn't true at all, mm-hmm. um, but I remember thinking, maybe it's the first time, or maybe every time I watch it, I think this, and then it gets immediately taken away, but when they got shocked, my brain was like, oh, so they're not in the City of Light anymore. Mm. Because they had to oh. be shocked, not, and I know that they have to like take out the goo and like it has to be a specific kind of shock or something like that. It's kind of really stupid that it has to be a specific kind of shock because yeah. it, uh, an EMP is just an electromagnetic pulse. Right, and they always like Any connect it to shock. people's necks, I think, too. So like maybe it won't work, but like every time I watch it, I'm just like, oh, they saved them all. Why didn't we just do this to everyone? Let's all just like corral them all in a lake and throw a bunch of <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. No, you make a, you definitely make a good point. Down in a parking garage near Costco, um, (laughs) (laughs) Allie puts Jasper and Clark and Lex's way when they run into a firewall, which is just a chain link fence in front of a fire. She's like, it's a firewall. And Clark's like, girl, it's a fence. I don't. I was like, that's just, that's just a fence. Okay. It's weird. Clark argues with Jasper, who, like, makes some points about how, um, people suck. Yeah. (laughs) And Clark is like, yeah, but we should give them the chance to suck. Yeah. Um. (laughs) If they want to suck, they can suck. Yeah. But we have to let them suck. (laughs) And Clark's like, anyway, this is dumb. Jaha comes around the corner with a whole bunch of City of Light zombies, and they're all like, haha, we are here to attack you and you are trapped in this firewall. (laughs) Uh, it's very, like, we are intimidating, and, uh, I just can't take anything Jaha says seriously, because I don't find that man intimidating. Yeah, honestly, like, all I can think of when we see Jaha is, like, because, um, Bellamy or whoever said it, uh, was, like, we tied up Jaha in another room or whatever, so all I can think of whenever we see Jaha is, like, Jaha's actual body just sitting tied and tied to a chair being, like, <sighs> here I am in the city of light, just meditating. <laughs> He's like, ah, this is what I wanted. You yeah. can't stop me. <laughs> and so, um, things look pretty dire, but then Raven's like, here's a space door on the wall. This is a sign. And then they're like, oh, I don't know, it's a weird sign. Yeah, and then what they is put, this door? And then they slap a raven on it, and she's like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, so then Clark is, like, sad to lose Lexa, and she tells her that she loves her, and Lexa promises to always be with Clark, and it's really nice, and it's really sweet. I love, um, the moment where, you know, she knocks out Jasper, and he immediately, like, comes back into his IRL body. I just mm-hmm. really like that moment. I think it's a really cool moment, but. Yeah. You also notice, and I don't know if you know more about this, because you were obviously like a Klexa shipper at the time mm-hmm. so you might know more about this but the fact that uh Clark saying I love you happens on Lexa's face like when we were watching Lexa when mm-hmm. she says it um I was gonna say makes me think but I'm almost certain that that was added in post I'm pretty sure that it was yeah. added in post as well I uh I don't know like how much is act- is factual yeah because my memory from that time is so blurry probably on purpose mm. 
And so, like, I can't, I don't know if it's true, but I am pretty sure that at the time we had either figured out or had it confirmed that it was added in post because it also, like, sound-wise sounds like ADR. Yeah, slightly. Yeah, just with my knowledge having gone to film school of, like, being in the editing room and, like, seeing sort of how that works, the fact that it's, like, on Lexa's face when she says it, and then when you turn back to see Clark, you know, you can tell that she kind of was just like, no, I don't want to lose you, which I think is what she says before, or something like that. Like, something like, I can't lose you again. I can't lose you again or something. And so when you turn back to her, she still kind of looks like she said, I can't lose you. She doesn't really look like she made the, like, mm-hmm. I love you thing. Because did she did she say it back when Lexa said it in person? I don't think so. Because didn't Lexa say, that's why I love you? She said that, didn't she? She, star- or, or did she starts to. She doesn't actually get to say it. Okay. So, yeah. No, I, I do think that this was a very, very smart thing to add. Oh, it was, a, it, was a, it was the right choice to make, 100%. Yeah. Um, I absolutely think it was added in post, but I think it was smart to do that. Because it also, like, brings us back to the time when Lexa said I love you and Clark didn't really, didn't say it back and now Clark has the opportunity. No, I'm saying, like, Lexa couldn't, she didn't say it. And, like, are you thinking in 307, like, when, before they sleep together? Well, yeah, because who says that's why I love you? Clark, uh, Lexa says that's why I, and then she has to stop. Oh. Okay, well, either way, I like that someone freaking says it. Yeah. She says, does Clark she says, say that's it? why I, and then she says, that's why you're you. Right. But then Clark says, before Lexa dies, she says, stop, you have to come back, I love you or something, right? I don't think so. Weird. I have memories of them saying I love each other that isn't this, but all right. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is, like, it. the time before, like, the resolution that we get in season seven. Either way, good. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Uh, it's a great scene. Um, it used to be one of my favorites. I'm pretty sure it's in my top two list that I did for uh, romantic moments mm. at one point when I was watching this series. I think it was like, it was post-season five, and I did a list at Telltale TV about the best romantic moments, and I, I had this one pretty up there. Yeah. Yeah. And so, anyway, uh, she goes in through the space door, and inside we find out that the kill switch is... Literally a lever. Switch. It's a lever, obviously. Yeah. Because, I mean, we haven't covered season two yet, which I'm very excited to do <laughs> because I love season two. But of course it's a lever because she was so traumatized by having yeah. to flip a lever last time. And I think, remind me, or tell me if I'm wrong, but they continue to do it. They do it again it in levers, season five. Right? Yeah. yeah uh, there's Clark is basically the one responsible for shutting the door on their, like, last bus off of Earth right. when the it's always a lever. about to explode or whatever. And so Clark is standing there holding that lever and I think they do it again. Yeah. In like six and maybe seven. <gasps> yeah, because she correctly. pulls a lever to like float Abby, right? Yeah, she pulls a lever to float Abby. She pulls... I'm pretty sure she does something on Sanctum, too. Like, not Sanctum, but the, the white planet. Oh, um, Nakara? Whichever one... Wait, is that even not right? Not the not the not the ice planet, but oh. the planet where they're all wearing white. Oh, Bardo. Yeah, Bardo. Yeah. It's this is dumb. <laughs> Wait, I have to see if it was Nakara. Hold on, did I just make? I'm pretty sure if it was. Right. I'm. Oh my god, I'm a genius. <laughs> I have no I, idea how I retained that. Your your memory is so powerful. I know. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> I'm like, honestly, like, I make neurodivergence work for me. Yeah. I really do. (laughs) And thank you. So, 
Ooh, sorry. Oh, I also really love that Becca calls Clark commander. Yeah. She is technically the commander. She has the flame in she her head. Com- so I just love that moment yeah. too. That is a good, that's a good detail. I didn't yeah. even realize that. And I like that when she's like, oh my gosh, Becca Prabhata. And she's like, mm, just call me Becca. Cause Ooh. she didn't live she's to like, see Trig exist. She also didn't get to like, oh, I'm I so know. mad about what happens to her. And we got to bring it up every such single time because I'm still freaking mad. Such a waste. Yeah. And then they were like, we're doing this prequel show, but we could, that we could have had Becca on, but no, no. Okay. Anyway, we've already talked Ugh. about how they could have made that better. Like, don't kill off Becca. Mm-hmm. And then in the prequel, if Erica Sarah doesn't want to be there, kill off Becca at the beginning. I'm still going to be mad, but at least if it's not, if it doesn't happen, then at least Becca isn't dead. Yeah. Anyway. And like, they just go listen to our coverage of the yeah. backdoor pilot in season seven. Yeah. Uh, we get righteously spicy about this mm-hmm. then, I'm pretty sure. Eventually I'm going to go back and like listen to all of those like, <laughs> old ones and be like, ah, the good old days. <laughs> Question mark. Yeah. All right. Inside, they are basically playing like the angel and the devil on Clark's shoulder. Yeah. We're basically, I think we're on Polaris, which is. I would think so. Yeah. Allie's, it's like Becca's lab. Yeah. Becca's yeah. space lab. And, uh, Allie tells Clark that Earth is dying. It's literally a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. Um, nuclear plants all over the world are melting down. So if you pull the lick, if you flip this lever now, you're all dead anyway. Mm-hmm. Even, um, and she says, even for Sky Crew, who has like the good blood. Yeah. You won't even Like, you're all toast. The world is on fire, literally. How about yours? (laughs) Which I'm just like, how did they not, how didn't they see it? Yeah. In in space. In space, right. You've only been on the planet for, like, six months? Six-ish? No. Yes. Four? No. We're in season three. It's, like, five or six months. Yeah. They've only been on this planet five or six months. Uh, I don't know what could have changed in the six months to drastically... Yeah. Make the world so much more uninhabitable that they couldn't see with their space sensors. Yeah. I'm also just like... Like, do they <clears throat> acknowledge that? I can't remember. They I probably remember do, either. and I'm talking out of my whatever. Yeah. But I also like... I'm just thrilled that we've already covered everything that happens after this <laughs> so that we can just go back and be like, anyway, before we knew all of this <laughs> trash... Which, like, it was good. Like, at the time, it was, like, you know, drama. You know, I enjoyed watching it, at least the two seasons after that. You know? Yeah. But I'm just glad that I don't have to relive it. No. You know? Like, I'm excited. I am excited to go back to season two. I'm very excited. There are there are multiple episodes that I really like, mm-hmm. really like in season two. So I'm excited. Yeah. And every, every season that we go back further, there are more things that we were like, oh, I was really excited for this to turn out a certain way. Well... Anyway. Yeah. yeah, um, no, that's such a good point because I'm like, every time we, we go back farther, I'm just like, oh, I remember how much I loved this. Mm-hmm. This was part of why I continued watching the show. You know, like, oh, those yeah. early seasons are like why I kept going. Yeah, of course. I mean, the early seasons were good. It's just, they're hard to watch because you know how things pan out. Yeah. Like this Becca thing. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Outside, all of our heroes have, like, basically made it to the throne room, and uh, everyone, like, the heroes are inside the throne room, and all the bad guys are like, knock, knock, let me in. Mm -hmm. Um, They've barricaded it with basically everything they can find, and they're all armed, and Murphy's still doing the heart thing, and then we zoot back into the upside, uh, upside upside down, I wish... The City of Light and Allie is, like, stalling to give herself time. And she's like, let me just tell you how on fire the world is. You're all going to die and then everyone's going to suffer and it's going to be terrible. And Becca's like, she's just doing this to stall. And she's like, no, I'm not. This is for real. This is 100% exactly what's happening. Yeah. 
It's intercut with all the people fighting in the throne room, and Becca is like, define prefers instantiation, and yes. they do the thing. So this is the point that I was making last last episode, is that perverse instantiation, the way that Becca, or the way that Allie says it is, the implementation of a benign final goal through deleterious methods unforeseen by a human programmer. What? She's like, I'm gonna use the biggest words I can find. Like, at the time, I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to think about this later. I don't know what that means. It's like they thesaurus every normal human person word right. for the and biggest word. So on Google, like, I, it says, is a type of malignant AI failure mode involving the satisfaction of an AI's goals in ways contrary to the intentions of those who programmed it, which makes so much more sense to me. The words that, that, that Ali says, you know, are true. I just want to be like, is but if you're. Is that a Wikipedia definition or like yours? I think that, I think it just came up on Google when I searched perverse instantiation. The way that it sounds like each word in that is the antonym that they use mm. in the other sentence. Yeah. But like it still means the same thing. Yeah. Uh, makes me think that someone like Googled it and then wrote that. Jason, right. I'm watching you. Here's the thing. Is that like. I don't want to complain too much because, like, whatever. It's been so many years. Like, whatever. But if that's what you're here for, let me let me do a real quick complaint for you. Yeah. I just think that if... And knowing how many people were watching this show who's who have English as a second language... Yeah. Like, even me, who has English as a first language, I was like, I have... What? What does that even mean? Isn't this a very important moment in your finale that you need to understand what this word means? <laughs> like, I don't know. It just seemed so complicated. And for what? I mean, I definitely understood what it meant, uh, but, like, I, it was, it is needlessly complicated. Yeah. Like, it, it sounds ridiculous. And, like, I know but it's like, because- like, maybe they want it to sound ridiculous. Yeah, and it's because Allie's like, I am a robot, so here are big words. But I'm also like, I still need to understand what you're saying. <laughs> as a person who is writing a script for television. <laughs> I also wanted to say that Allie, um, and has always, but since this is the last episode that we're going to be uh-huh. covering Allie, um, she's always sort of like, her movements always kind of reminded me of a bird. Yes. You know? And like, I know that Erica has said that she specifically like doesn't, I don't know if, about Blink, I haven't been paying attention, but she never breathes when she plays Allie. Oh, weird. Um, and so, yeah, she just sort of reminds me of a bird, especially like in this scene where she sort of like looks up in sort of like a bird-like way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, Erica's performance in this role is very impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And and in both roles, because she differentiates them so They're much. They're completely different. I I forget that that's the same person. Mm-hmm. Like, up until now, I was like, that was two actors. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Yeah. So anyway, they, like, both argue, and they both make their case, and, like, they both have points, but, like... I, I, the way that I'm saying Allie has a point because of what what's any different than going into the City of Light than ascending. Yeah. To right. be a tree person. Right. Yeah, it's like looking back on it, I'm just like, obviously it's a worse show if everyone just goes, mm, Clark's like, man, good point, man. <laughs> like, maybe we should all just go in the City of Light and, and then, then everyone just, just turns around and like, bye, Becca. But I'm also like, everyone could have just gone in the City of Light, you know, <laughs> looking back on it. I'm like, that's how dumb the actual ending is yeah. that everyone going into the City of Light sounds like a better ending. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Anyway, I'm like, if everyone's in the city of light, then everyone's happy, right? <laughs> Clark says some gritty junk about like, you don't ease pain, you overcome it. Yeah. You do both, but I don't, I digress. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, immediately outside, all of the alley zombies are like, oh, whoa, whoa. And then, uh, 
Some are, like, wailing in pain. Okay. Some are realizing what they've done. Uh-huh. And um, Abby takes the flame out of Clark's head. It's all it's all it's very all at once. Yeah, it happens a lot. I, I like the moment beforehand when uh, when Murphy is like, hey, Clark, um, hurry up. Especially for him because his back is to the fighting. And he's just like, I can't keep, <laughs> I can't keep looking back. Yeah, and he's, like, the only one that can't be armed. He's like, I don't too. have any weapons. I don't. Please, hello. <laughs> and then did you want to talk about Meanwhile, Abby? Abby is standing there with a gun yeah. in front of. Murphy and Clark, which, uh, does something nice for my, like, parent brain. Yeah. What is your, what is your thought on Abby killing a man? This was weirdly out of character, I'm gonna be honest, Mm. because even she- Even even, to save Clark? Like, to save Clark, I completely understand, and that's why I, how I can see it work. Mm -hmm. But I think that the way that they got a gun in her hand is incongruous with her character, Mm. because I would have believed it if Bellamy armed her. Mm-hmm. Oh, if Bellamy had handed it to and, her, like, but he she's handed the one her who and he like insists that she have it. Gotcha. I would have believed that she would take it, mm-hmm. but he kind of looks at her like, "Why do you have a gun?" Yeah, it's and true. She's he like, does. She's like, "Oh, it's only if they get past you." And I'm like, "You would, I guess." Yeah. Uh, like, I guess it's them saying that Abby is more willing to compromise her morals at this point in order to save. Clark, but, like, wasn't she always willing to do that to mm-hmm. save Clark specifically? Yeah. Like... Didn't she do that in, like, she, episode 101 to the, save Clark? It's literally part of the pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. I also like the moment where Pike, like, helps Octavia and kills someone for Octavia. Then he, yeah. like, looks at Octavia like, so are we friends now? Are we good? Yeah, maybe she will forgive me now. <laughs> <laughs> no? Okay. Um, also, right before she she pulls the lever, I love that moment where Murphy is faced with Ontari and mm-hmm. Abby is faced with Jackson with a gun in her hand. Oh yeah. After having killed somebody and like looking and being like, okay, it was one thing to kill this random person that I don't know. It's mm-hmm. another thing for like, am I willing to kill one of my best friends, my, the person yeah. who means the most to me for my daughter? And especially if this is gonna work out in five minutes. Yeah. And know? luckily she doesn't have to. But, yeah. Yeah. That um, man makes it to the finale. Jackson? Yes. Yeah. He turns into a tree people. Yeah. Be sure we do. It also said on, this might have been on IMDb, but it also could have been on the on the 100 wiki, but it said, as Clark stands before the kill switch, Allie too keeps her abreast of the time left before the kill switch will disappear. The final 10 second warning took 33 seconds of the show and 15 sec- seconds of actual time on the space station. <laughs> That's just how it'd be in, in television, though. That's alright, all right. I'll allow it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I also really love the line where, um, Allie, like, uh, Becca's like, oh, Clark, you're right, there's still hope. But doesn't, the, people start fighting in slow motion outside. Oh, maybe. Time, don't they? I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. I think I'm probably, cra- I'm probably wrong. I'm not, I, no, that sounds right, because I remember Jackson walking up to Allie in slow, or walking up yeah, to Abby Yeah, because, like, Abby, motion. like, recoils from having yeah, that's a the really guy, good like, point. slowly. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. So I think it's indicating that time isn't yeah. moving. No, you're completely right, time. and I I totally think I that's a. But I agree point. that it, when you're watching it, you're like it's been, it's been way more than ten, babe. babe. Yeah, um, but I also like the the part where um, Becca says, "Yes, Clark, there is hope," and Allie has the line of, "According to my calculations, there is not." That is really a great, great line. line. Yeah. Chill, like quite a chilling moment. I really love that moment. Um, and then uh, also, Kane is straight up killing Bellamy. Yeah, like straight up choking him to death. And that's another person that Abby's like, "Well, I have this gun." Uh. And I really don't want to do this, though. But also, Bellamy is losing air very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Man, at the, the deep dive I would have done on this three years ago. Yeah. Five years ago. Mm-hmm. Ugh. 
Anyway, yeah, it's a they're counting down inside and Clark has to make the decision. She yes. pulls the yes. she pulls the lever, she decides to do it, she decides to save them, they're all out. They've they've gotten it out of her head, uh, and like Abby takes a minute to like tell Clark she did well and like it's it's really sweet and then uh she they thank Murphy. Which is so sweet and it's so good. Murphy's like always oh, okay. Like, I lied. The the way that Abby treats Murphy with respect Mm -hmm. is one of the few like i think because it's so so tertiary Mm -hmm. as far as like relationships between the ensemble cast is one of the few that i think threads very well throughout Mm. the whole season or series because it stays consistent to me because they like i don't know the way that it ends and murphy is like really angry that abby died yeah felt one of like one of the most organic relationship reactions that we got to mm-hmm. have for yeah. Abby being dead because the Clark one just felt like really weird. Yeah. I still think and you know looking back on it now mm-hmm. having seen the rest of the series I wish that Clark's solution slash what's the word? It starts with a C. Compromise Mm-hmm. That she wanted to do with Allie, where she's like, give them back their memories, give them back their pain, and give everybody a choice. Yeah. Would have worked in some way, because ultimately, her pulling that lever still killed a lot of people, because not all of them could and have gone all, up like, on that. They all go down in prime fire. Yeah, and a lot of them also die just by virtue of having, well, no, this is just... They wouldn't have lived on, like you're saying, in the City of Light, Mm -hmm. but they have already died because they've died in the City of Light. Yeah. And according to, uh, according to season seven, then they're just dead. Yeah. And they can't now ascend. And so, like- So they're just dead. Yeah. I'm sad again. Yeah, I'm sad too. Uh, I know. Every time I do this, I'm just like, can't believe Bellamy's not with everybody, but mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. So anyway, people start reuniting. Yes. Um, and Murphy and- And Murphy. And Murphy. (laughs) Murphy and Amori- are reunited and it's very it's, it's a great hug great hug also i assume everyone's first time seeing amori as oh. well like they see like john like hug this woman and she's like i'm so sorry john and all stuff all these other people who were like friends with murphy three months ago are like what's who up there care? who care about a person like listen the M- M- murphy me brain and my and me is like bellamy's like you know coughing on the ground but he's also just like Huh. Like, wait a minute, what's that? Bellamy and Octavia stand up and, like, have a moment of eye contact where you think it's like, oh, this is chill now. Yeah. Ugh, it's I don't not. Know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Kane starts, like, crying and because like, he's grappling like, I, with what just I happened. Uh, very nearly killed Bellamy and that was a lot to take in. And obviously Abby can relate to that because she, like, almost killed herself to her and, like, tortured Clark herself. Yeah. So... And so she, they see Clark and Abby see that happen together, and Clark basically acknowledges the relationship budding between her mom and Kane. She's like, um, I approve my and blessing. Here he you gives go. her her blessing, basically. Yeah. Romance! <laughs> and uh, Abby goes to Kane, and they have a really tender hug. The two hugs in this scene. Top notch. Fantastic top, top, top stuff. Top notch. Yeah, it's all, it's, these are very tender, emotional reunions. And it's all very sweet. It's very nice. It's a very good moment. And then we cut over to Arcadia, where yeah. we also have a, like, very similar scene to the throne room of everyone reuniting, because Jasper comes back, and they're like, how do we know that it worked? Yeah. And Jasper's like, yes, it did. <sighs> and My um, head hurts so bad. It's, it's a really sweet moment that I get uncomfortable watching every single time because I know what they were going to do. Yes. 
And I'm just, every time I'm glad, thank God they didn't do that because that would have been one of the worst ways to end a season, I think. Yeah. So, um, if you guys don't know, they had rewritten this ending because originally they had had Jasper be like, I'm going to go get a drink or whatever and Mm -hmm. walk out. Yeah. And then where you sort of see him stand there. Like in this one, in this one, uh, he hears Harper laugh Mm -hmm. and he like pauses for a second and then smiles. Yeah. And it sort of indicates that like, even though he lost this moment of like superficial happiness in the city of light, he might be okay Mm -hmm. now because he still has his friends. But originally, originally, yeah. yeah. They were going to have Jasper kill himself here. Yeah. Interesting, because I thought that they... Do you have any idea if they shot that? I don't know if they went as far as shooting it, because that would have required any kind of said decoration. And also then um, Devin would be out here thinking like not knowing if he was going to be in season 4 or not. Yeah, I don't I don't I I don't know if they shot both and then decided later or right. what. Um I don't think they shot both, but I think that it was changed probably very last minute. Yeah. Cuz when I watch it knowing what they were going to do, in my mind, he stands there and smiles and then goes and to, then, like, get the gun and, yeah. and does it or whatever. So in my mind, it was like they shot that and then instead of having oh. the rest of that scene, they just cut it off. Oh. That's what I always thought, but I have no idea if they that, did that or not. It could be that. I don't yeah. know. I also feel bad, like, I mean, beforehand when, you know, they're happy and everything and, and well, sort of. You know, Mer- Monty's promising that they will be happy again and everything. And I'm like, yeah. I know Monty will, but... I don't think Jasper's happy ever again. No. We lose him uh, three quarters of the way through season four. Yep. But then he's like, okay, well, I could use a drink and, and heads off. And everyone's like, haha, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, buddy, please don't like, go, don't go back go to relying him. on that. Like, yeah. we don't, I don't want to hear him being like, okay, back to alcoholism. Like, come on. It's sad. It's yeah. just like, re- it's less sad than it would have been. Yeah. But it's still really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he never recovers. Yeah. And then back in the throne room, Clark tells Bellamy, uh, he's like, why do you look so sad? Uh, we still. saved the world. We, and, we she's saved like, the world. and she's Bellamy, like, Bellamy. Stop. The world is on fire. Don't you know that something bad has to happen at the end of every season so that there's something to talk about next season? And and we can't um ha- just have any sp- sort of space for, for peace between seasons? Yeah. No. We need cliffhanger. Yeah. Why are you talking about Bellamy? You are stupid. Anyway, uh, then Octavia stands up and guts Pike like a fish, finally getting her revenge. Fooey um, doesn't even look just back, up just walks him, out. walks out of the room, and that's the weird note this season ends on. She's like, now that we're done working together, which is what I was supposed to wait for, bye! She's like, uh, alright, the war is over, croak. So, I, it's kind of disappointing, because I do think that, first of all, Mike Beach was great. Yeah. And he's also a really great person as Mm -hmm. well, which is really nice. And I think that Pike had a lot of potential for even more character development than he got this season. For sure. So it's like, it's disappointing because I think that he had more to, more to give. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just kind of wish that we would have kept him for a little bit longer, but I also understand that there are some villains that are only one season long, and that's okay. Yeah. I think at the time, it was something, this is another thing that's like, at the time, it was really upsetting that he died and that they didn't bring him back because we we really fell in love with Mike as an actor. Yeah. But now, knowing how it all ends, I'm like, well, at least he didn't have to go through Prime Via. Yeah. At least he didn't have to not make it out on the spaceship. Would at least he, he didn't on- have to live under Octavia in the Oh my bunker. god. Oh, he would have been would, first would he, down do you there. you think he would have been on Clark's list? 
I think yeah, he would have. Yes, because yeah. he's a farming teacher, yeah. basically. Yeah. And they, that's essential in yeah. the bunker, as we as we so know. Yeah. I always wonder about that sort of thing where it's like if, you know, butterfly effect, if one thing happens, how much does it change everything? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot would change if Pike had stuck around. I think they still would have killed him in season five. Yeah. Because they, they would have had him, like, and Octavia have, like, this weird trajectory of a relationship of, like, enemies to mentor, mentee, and then she has him killed anyway. Yeah. And uh, then the farm breaks down after he's dead. I sort of see it as, like, because we know how um, Jaha died in 502, and we sort of learn that Jaha only lived for, like, not very even long down in the bunker after Prime Fire happened, right? Oh, yeah. It's, like, yeah. day. Yeah, not very long at all. <laughs> so, like, I wonder if Pike, like, how long Pike lasted down there. Like, I think it would be so painful to, like, I don't know, maybe if Pike has so much... Um, Oh, character yes. development that he ends up like becoming a good person and everyone starts to like really like love him and everything especially the audience and everything mm-hmm. and then they have him I bet they would kill him off right before they open that up oh for sure right before Clark is like hello for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and everyone's correct. like Pike almost saw the sky he would, have, he would have had to go into the ring with Kane and uh oh yeah the two of them would have and had Kane to would have had to, and oh. Kane would have had to kill him or something oh yeah Ugh. Oh, man. Nice. <laughs> All right, well, should we go into segments? Got uh, anything else? I guess I'm done. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I thought I had a thought, but, like, I'm like, what was it? What was it? So now it's time for segments. Uh, my first segment is the post-apocalyptic Sasquatch, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. the favorite line award, and mine goes to Jasper and Monty for... I'm sorry I stabbed you. I'm sorry I shot you. I didn't feel it. <laughs> and that's great for you, Jasper, but Monty sure did feel the stab, yeah. so I don't know. I mean, it's better than not feeling a gunshot wound, but I'm also like, do you feel it now? Yeah. Ouch. He's like, that's why I'm crying, not because I'm sad. Like, that's why he needs the alcohol to yeah. blow his blood, sh- blood right, his gunshot right, right. wound. I know. Um, I'm just like, did you guys like clean that out at all after you did it? But, okay. <laughs> and my favorite line award goes to Lexa for... Our fight is not over. Romance. Um, because it's romance, but it's also um, one of the only lines that I know for sure was written by a queer person. Mm. Um, because Lane Morgan, who was like an assistant, I think, on that show at that time, got that one in there. And so, yeah, therefore it gets automatic po- points for being one of being written by a queer person. Hell yeah. My segment is what is Sam shipping the most. And uh, obviously I have my top two ships of this entire show, which are Cabby and Clexa. So I had a good time. Yeah, shout out. I know. That's what you said last episode is you were like, I hate this first part, but I like the second part. Exactly. It's good. Um, and my other one is Robin's Murphy moment. That's right. Bellaby and Murphy are back in the same room. <laughs> And uh, I love that. Uh, my secret Murphy moment that I made up is that Bellamy sees Maury and Murphy's reunion and is just like, huh? What's Why that? When will he have me like that? Well, he's like, because last episode Murphy was like, you're not the only person who's fighting to save someone you care about or whatever. And Bellamy's like, Bellamy's like, oh, I guess that's that person then. Whatever. But Bellamy's like, it's not me. It's not me. I thought, okay. I fine. thought it was me. I misunderstood, but okay. <laughs> so, uh, we are going to be uh, covering season two next. Yep. Going backwards. We unfortunately will be uh, recording apart 
Um, mm. Because I am moving, if you guys haven't been paying attention to our social medias, which is fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, but we will be still covering season two. Um, it's probably going to be about, um, it's probably going to be October or November. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm aiming for November because we have a pretty busy August and September coming up here. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but hoping to get um, at least maybe two episodes out before the end of the year here of season two. Um, what are you excited for uh, to talk about? Starting a season two again. I'm really, I'm going to be really jarred by being like, anyway, so Finn is here? <laughs> I have never, I have never covered a, a an episode of this show in which Finn was there. This is the, epi- this is the season that I started in the middle of. Mm. Um, me too, me too. I watched, I binge watched the first season and then the first eight episodes of this one. Yeah. And came back in right after that. Uh, actually, I think I, the, the episode where they kill Finn. Yeah, Spacewalker. Was airing like soon and so mm. i caught up to that one and that's the first one i watched that's and then crazy it that it happened so similarly because i think i started watching in the hiatus between spacewalker and whatever yeah. one was next from there so yeah i love that it all happened around <laughs> the same time um so i'm i'm Interested to see how we're going to feel about Finn, because I remember really liking Finn the first time I watched. I did not like Finn at all, ever. And every subsequent time after that, I'm like, Finn gets worse and worse and worse yeah. in my mind. So I'm excited to talk about Finn, and I'm also excited to see Jasper be happy, because mm-hmm. we finally, you know, every other episode that we are going to be recording and covering, uh, we're not going to have, like, sad Jasper. So I'm just excited yeah. to see happy Jasper as well. Yeah. Well, we'll have Sad Jasper in one episode. In one episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to... There's... I'm hopeful that the a lot of this stuff will still be good when I watch it. Mm. Um, because I feel like I am just so far away from that season that I yeah. do remember it as still being good. But I don't want it to have the same effect that the end of the series have the same effect yeah. on it as it has this season. So I'm hopeful that I'll still yeah. like it. Um, I definitely will still like the cabbie stuff because of who I am as a person. So I'm excited to explore that, like, will they, won't they? Yeah. And, like, some of my favorite episodes are in season two. Yeah, I I think I am, I don't want to say confident, but I'm optimistic mm-hmm. that season two will hold up better than this season because I think that this season, like, a this lot of- This is the of- first season where they tried to do too much. I agree, and I also think that, you know, this season was called back to a lot, Mm -hmm. and, you know, we started a lot of lore that continued on throughout the series, so a lot of the things that happened in the back-back seasons were inspired by slash because of things that Mm -hmm. happened in season three. So I feel like season two, I'm also so far away from the last time I watched it, but I... I remember it a lot more fondly than I remember even season three. So I wish that I had a letterboxed for TV. We say this all the time. I always say that. But I wish that I had one of those and I wish that it was like automatic to my um, streaming platforms Mm -hmm. the way that Spotify's like wrapped is. Mm -hmm. Um, But I want it for my entire life. Yeah. And I want to know exactly how many times I watched 213. Yeah. I want to know. Yeah. It was too many. <laughs> I'm, well, either way, I'm really excited to start season two because I remember it very fondly. But, yes. um, all right. So, uh, we will talk to you guys again in like a couple months here. And, yeah. uh, so stay tuned. But thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Uh, and if you are so inclined, write us a review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening or anywhere else that you're listening. Um, or even just uh, send a cheeky tweet to you, your followers and say <laughs> how great you thought season three was, even though we were kind of mean. Sorry. (laughs) 
<laughs> but, uh, but but then say, oh, but season two will be so good, and, and everybody should catch up before then. And you can also just talk about how funny it is to yeah. still be talking about this show and to look at it now, mm-hmm. knowing what we know. Yeah. We're funny, I think. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm biased. I'm telling you guys. Yeah. You know. Anyway, <laughs> thank you to our lovely roommates, uh... And wife and friend. They're more than roommates. It's true. I always feel weird because yesterday or a couple days ago, I was like on a forum and it was like, who's your emergency contact? And I wrote Brittany's name. Um, but then they're like, what's the relation? Right. And I can't really just be like, best friend, you know, <laughs> exactly. like roommate at that point trumps best friend uh-huh. for emergency contact. Yeah, but for sure. I always feel weird because it feels like roommate is bigger than best friend, but it also doesn't feel like that anyway. Yeah. I, I'm worried about they, this. They, they, they work in separate contexts, yeah. too, and I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we're anyway, good. Anyway anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway. thank you to them for sitting in their rooms while we talk about this show that they can't stand anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're a fan of Riverdale, we like to talk about that show, too. Season six is done. There is one <laughs> season left. We have an episode for every single episode of Riverdale. You don't have to watch Riverdale to listen to it, um, and it would be so cute and fun if you went and caught up before the last season because it's going to be something. Like, if you want to listen to something that is pure insanity, yeah. do it. Yeah. It, you don't have to watch Riverdale. I, In fact, you shouldn't. Yeah. Um, I know <laughs> most people don't, actually, at this point, I think. But yeah, uh, you know, in the way that when this show makes se- uh, doesn't make sense, we're a little disappointed. When that show doesn't make sense, we're like, ha ha! <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure at the beginning of this podcast we said, it's Riverdale. Exactly. And that sums up all you need to yeah. know. If you're a fan of Stranger Things, we'd like to talk about that show, too. Um, we have covered all of the first three seasons, mm-hmm. and we have two podcasts out of our, like, reactions uh, as a whole to the two volumes that came out this summer. Um, it's my favorite show to talk on. Uh, it's a delight. We talk about the 80s and, like, all the cool mysteries and theories. I feel like it's the hybrid of all of our other pods mm-hmm. on this network. Um, because it incorporates things from all of the other things we talk about. Yeah. Um, and season four, we're going to be uh, covering next year. So yeah. catch up. Uh, if you're a fan of Lost, we'd like to talk about that show too. We are done season three. It took us forever, but we done it. <laughs> we done it. Um, and it is our longest podcast, most big brain podcast. So if you're looking for um, long podcasts and deep thoughts, um, that's where you can find them. Uh, we have guests over there and there's a spoiler section at the end. So if you haven't seen it before, you can watch along for the first time if you want to. In fact, that would make me so happy. <laughs> I would love that. You can follow The Aficionados on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. Yes. And our Patreon is patreon.com slash The Aficionados. If you like what we do here, please consider donating um, because it's expensive. It is free for you to listen to, but it's not free to make. So we'd really appreciate your help. If you can't do that, check out some of our small businesses. Brittany's is called Visit Binnyland. Mine is called Hybridy Embroidery. And Casey's is called Lost and Found Candle Co. And you can just Google those or we have some links in the description for some of those. And that's another way to support us. If not, just recommend us to a friend. That would be great. Whether it be this show or any of the shows that we just mentioned. Um, even if you haven't seen the Riverdale podcast, but you have a friend uh, who does watch Riverdale, maybe that would be a great recommendation. I promise most of them are just like this. So if <laughs> yeah. you like this one, you probably like the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. You can follow me on Twitter at Sam Casey's, which is S-A-M-C-A-S-E-R-S. Our next episode that you will see on this feed in a couple of months, episode 201, the 48. We are jumping back and I'm so excited. <laughs> it's going to be insane. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. <laughs>